Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. This is one of those just an idea episodes. This particular idea can be described as a parental project. And the good news is that this can be done from the comfort of your home. I like to call this project the now's the time to build that tribe. So what this is, is it's a parental project that's all about building a tribe, a tribe of responsible and caring adults who can help to support your child throughout their life. Because as many of you have heard, it takes a village to raise a child. And I know, I know, you've likely heard the old it takes a village thing before, but I hope you continue to listen to this episode because I'm going to do my best to avoid the proverbs and the platitudes and instead focus specifically on the who, the how, and the why of this tribe building process. So to start, the who. This is about who are or who could be the responsible and caring adults that will make up this tribe. The fields of biology and sociology have a term for these trusted adults. And the term is alloparent. Definition time. Alloparent. Noun. An adult animal or person involved in the parent-like behavior towards an individual, which is not his or her offspring. And it's important to know that this alloparental approach to childcare well, it's been an uh, essential part of human history. And it's a part of our humanity that many parents have moved away from, especially in the past 40 years. So I encourage you as parents to move back towards this approach that for so long has been shown to be essential for the positive development of our youth. And this effort will start with the who. So think about which adults already play a positive role in the life of your child. These people may be extended family members, family friends, neighbors, teachers, counselors, coaches, mentors. And once you've made that list of those people who are already a part of the tribe, think about how you could expand this system of support. Because I imagine that some parents listening to this may be feeling or possibly realizing that this tribe is in need of or maybe could benefit from having more members. And if that's the case, I encourage you to keep an eye out for other responsible and caring adults that could be great addition to your child's tribe. As Sir Richard Branson says, recruiting the right people takes time, the right questions, and a healthy dose of curiosity. And with all of this, everything I'm talking about, I encourage you to involve your child with the process of creating this caring crew of individuals. But that's only if they're willing and interested. All right. So once you've made the list of who, which includes the current and the could-bes, then we get into the how of this tribe-building process. And I get it. You may be listening to this and thinking, yep, know all this. And we already have a quasi-tribe for my kid. Which, if that's the case, that's great. But I'll ask you this. Have those people been made aware of their membership? Have they received a formal invitation or maybe a official acknowledgement of their lifelong membership to this tribe? If the answer is no, well then, this could be a good time, a great opportunity for you as a parent to formalize the formation of this tribe. And this formalization is something I really want to promote. 
to advocate for due to the fact that this process of building a tribe for our youth, well, it's usually ambiguous and not all that organized. And because of that, I'll say this. Let's make the unofficial official. Let's get really clear about the specifics of the who and the how of building this tribe. And here's just an idea. But maybe you could invite these responsible caring adults to join the tribe with an official document. The more official looking, the better. Maybe you send it out, like through the mail. Who knows? Maybe it's even a a piece of parchment. Because your child is a big deal, so should this tribal invitation or acknowledgement. But do whatever you think is best. Make this your own. But I'll say this. In my opinion, a text or email with a, uh, a click yes or no option. Well, I don't really see that as the most appropriate medium for this meaningful message. It is so important to let people know that they have been selected. But not only that, it can be especially powerful when we are intentional about how we deliver this message. And earlier on, I said, um, I said lifelong membership. And I did that to make a point. And that point is, I believe it's important to communicate that this is a lifelong commitment. On that, it makes me think of the five love languages. You may be familiar with them. They're quite popular. But if you're not or need a refresher, the five love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. But it's my belief that whichever forms of care a member of the tribe provides, I think whatever they are, They do require a sixth love language, especially when it comes to our youth. And that sixth love language is consistency. Accepting or acknowledging your membership in a young person's tribe is a lifelong commitment. It is not temporary. It's not just when you feel like it, or it's only active when you're getting along with the the parents of the child. No, this is a forever contract. It is not like a gym membership that can be canceled at any time. But getting back to more specifics on the how, here are a few ideas I want to promote. Firstly, give this tribe a name. The selection and use of a specific name adds more weight to the membership. It makes it more significant, more salient. And when it comes to naming this tribe, have some fun with it. Ask your child what they think it should be called. Who knows? Maybe you decide to not even refer to it as a tribe. But instead, you choose to call it a, a board or bureau, a cabinet, committee, co-op, an association, union. Is this thing a group? Or would it be better described as a guild? I don't feel like you have to stop there. Maybe you decide to call it the, the guild of guidance or the society of support. Maybe the bureau of belief. Or even better, maybe you incorporate the name of your child. For example, this could be called, you know... Caroline's Care Committee. Call it whatever you want, or hopefully whatever your child wants, but please give it a name because the naming of this tribe is an important step in the formalization of this formation. Okay, what else on the how? So after a name has been chosen, continue to have some fun with this. Just some ideas. Create a logo, a catchphrase, maybe a coat of arms. And next level idea? How about this? Design some t shirts that have the logo or name, and give them to each member of the tribe. Live it up. Get creative. All right, next idea. Create a mission statement for the tribe. Definition time. A mission statement is a formal summary of the aims and values of a company or organization. 
Some important questions to ask when creating a mission statement are, firstly, what do we do? Second, whom do we serve? And I may be of some help with that one. The whom would be your child. And thirdly, how do we serve? And that third question will be important to think about and to discuss with the other members. And on this topic of group discussions, Seth Godin, who is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, and speaker, says this, a group needs only two things to be a tribe, a shared interest and a way to communicate. End of quote. I hope the shared interest is obvious, but the way of communication might not be. This is where you get to formalize this formation even more. Maybe the communication comes in the form of monthly check-ins or quarterly visits done over Zoom or done in person. Here's another next-level opportunity. I really like the idea of like an annual conference or event when the association assembles, when the committee convenes to reflect on the past year, celebrate the youth, and plan for the upcoming year. Again, make this fun. Make it something that the, that the members look forward to attending. All right, so those were just a few ideas on the how. And now, on to the why. I was motivated to do this episode after I looked up and read several write-ups that discussed the importance of parents building a tribe. And after I researched several it-takes-a-village-type parenting articles, after doing all that, I was, I was motivated to do this episode because what I found mainly focused on the importance of having parents build a tribe of other parents to support one another, to create a parent group of sorts. And don't get me wrong, that's a great idea. But the tribe building process I'm talking about is about building a tribe for your child. And because this is all about your child, it's important to know that the membership of this tribe shouldn't be made up of just, you know, like your, your close friends. Some members might not even be parents. But what this membership requires is that this person be a responsible and caring adult who is willing to make a lifelong commitment to your child. So these people could be members of your extended family, maybe neighbors, teachers, counselors, coaches, or mentors. And oh yeah, a real quick thing on the, on the teachers and other school staff, because you may be thinking that your child already has a tribe of trusted adults at their school. And if that's true, that's great. Connecting with school staff is so important for our youth. But the fact of the matter is this, there are about 180 school days a year. So what that means is, even with perfect attendance, your child will usually only be able to access those trusted adults for like 50% of the time. That's why it's imperative to have members of the tribe who come from outside of the home and outside of school. But back to it. So to explain a bit more, the, the design of this whole thing is about who will your child be able to turn to, turn to in times of need. This is not about who you will turn to in times of need. I hope that all makes sense and doesn't sound too harsh. And another thing I want to point out is that if your child is of a certain age, it's possible and maybe even likely that when you let them know about the formalization of this group, they may think you're crazy. And all I would say to that is, yeah, you love them so much that you are creating this crazy level of care. And while your efforts may not be fully appreciated when your child is young, can you imagine? I mean, just imagine how cool it would be for your child to know that a tribe was created, created in service of supporting them throughout their life. Did you have a committee of care? 
that congregated on an annual basis wearing matching t-shirts? I sure didn't. And I don't think I'm alone when saying, as an adult, I would have a way different view of this parental project of building a tribe. Here's a bit more on the why that I want to share. So it can feel good for the parent when they are their child's one and only, when they're the sole go-to option for guidance. And in a way, this can even be seen as an effective approach when your child is really young. It can really warm one's heart. It could feel really good when parents know that they're their child's go-to, their one and only. It can boost the ego of the parent. And also, the parent can feel good about controlling the messaging that their child is receiving. But I'll tell you this, when adolescence arrives, dun-dun-dun, I promise you, this approach will be exposed as a bad one. Because a piece of adolescence is, at times, to push away from the parent. This is only natural. It can even be seen as adaptive. And during this developmental period, our youth will usually be focused on connecting with their peers. And this is exactly what they should be doing. What they need to be doing. But even though our youth are reorienting socially from the home to their peer group, this doesn't mean that they're ready or even wanting to move away from any and all adult support or guidance. That right there, that's one of the biggest myths about adolescence, that they don't want to have anything to do with adults. It's just not true. So during adolescence, it is essential that our youth know that they can reach out to the other responsible and caring adults in their lives. Who can they text or call whenever and for whatever? And here's another thing. They might not even choose to reach out to those trusted adults at certain times. But the fact that they know they can, knowing that can prove to be an invaluable realization and sense of comfort. To make a bit more sense of this, I'll share an example. Look at it this way. Let's say there's a big fight. A huge blowout at home between parent and child. And after this big fight, your child gets in their car and drives away. So you start blowing up their phone. But guess what? They're not answering your calls. But due to the stress that they're feeling, they do need someone to talk to. So think about, who will that somebody or some buddies be? And yes, of course, most likely they'll call their friends. Or use the internet for some support and guidance. And do remember that reaching out to their friends is a good thing. Now, the, the internet, on the other hand, depending on the region of the web they arrive at, maybe not so much. But what if the friend doesn't answer? Or maybe even, what if the blowout at home was actually caused by your child experiencing the social trauma of getting kicked out of their friend group? And if that's the case, Ask yourself this, who will they turn to? So imagine that that were the case. And then imagine that your child has like a contact list on their phone. Maybe it's entitled, My Committee of Care. And this list includes the phone numbers of several trusted adults that are always available to listen, to support, encourage, and provide guidance. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty good option to me. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, 
and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.